What's up? Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, all that shit. It's been a long fucking time, I know. Since I did a podcast, I was on vacation and then back in Boston for Christmas. And There's no excuse. I'm a hunk of shit. But I will be doing them once a week now. I'm back in it with the fucking you-know-what-dude podcast. So, um... Today, I've done the last one, I think I did the last one by myself, which kind of fucking, I don't know, it was kind of boring, <laughs> just me talking to myself, so I don't think I'm going to do that anymore, unless it's fucking, unless I'm just crazy and in my head and I need to fucking talk to myself and uh, pretend you guys are listening, but this week, I have a very special guest, actually a neighbor of mine, uh, very talented motherfucker, and uh Knows a lot about fucking MMA too. Is a uh, uh, very funny guy and a great actor, Bill Dawes. How you and, doing? What's up? Um, and if you want to, if you listen to this and you want to put a face to the voice, because it's you, there's no way you're gonna guess it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's BillDawes.com and BillDawes.net. There's two different ones. Yeah, I I thought it was fancy. I had two. Why'd you have two? I have no idea. The first one, uh, I was on a soap for a while, and some crazy obsessed wait soap fan made Wait my... a minute. Wait a minute. You were on a soap? Yeah. Wait a minute. I gotta go to your fucking... Wait, wait. <laughs> I was wait. on... I played... Uh, I was on All My Children. I played <laughs> Susan Lucci's gay assistant. Really? Yep. In my defense, I got cast because I look gay. And, um... <laughs> And then I played... On One Life Live, I played a... a How was that in your defense? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so so I had some, you know, you get soap fans are nuts. So I would get these. This woman's like, I want to make a website for you. So I have this really ghetto website. It's about ten years old. Right. And uh, and then I started writing with Tucker Max, and he had a writing consortium. I don't know. He did a movie uh, book called I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote with him. Right. And that was my writing site. That's and great. Both of them have about a dozen hits combined. All right. So one, them. which one is which? You get the the right, Bill Dawes and that is my writing. Writing, and then Bill Bill Dawes dot com is comedy and acting. It's like the one, whatever the one, the soap, I haven't even looked at it in years, but, so I don't really, my, my website's like what, Facebook now, or yeah. Twitter, I guess? And how, how, how awesome, how awesome, or how fucking shitty was it doing a soap? Because well, that's not a, that's a hard, you have to do live TV every day. Yeah, exactly, and you, you just have to kind of, the hard part about soaps is you have to hit your mark without looking at it, so you kind of like cheat over and, hey, I'm here, and then you have to memorize all this crappy exposition, like, Oh my god, that was so weird yesterday when Susan put on the dynamite and tried to blow up the entire office, but then you came over with your sister and you guys have been sleeping together, which is you have to say all this crap just to get to a point to catch everyone up for the past week. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh. hard to do, man. Soap actors yeah. are good. People forget that. It's well, hard it's, to do that it's not it's not like you work all week to film one show in yeah. front of a studio audience or like uh, make a short film every week. Mm. And then, you know, it airs in fucking three months because they're editing it, make it better. Yeah. You guys are shooting live TV. Yeah, and you get the script the night before for the most part. <laughs> right. I saw Tootsie, dude. <laughs> I don't know how this fucking works. So, but, and, and people don't know what a mark is. I mean, mm. in every movie, anytime you do something on film, you have little X's and little spots, little L's, yeah. little pieces of tape. Well, you, you have to, that's why you rehearse over and over. Yeah. You have to hit that spot. If you go beyond it or you look the wrong way that you're out of the light, it'll yeah. be fucking Cut. out of the shot. Yeah. 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 And soaps, they don't, when you do movies, they put a little piece of tape mark often. Right. So you can go up to your, but in soaps, they have to move so quickly, they don't do the tape. Really? Yeah. So you go, you're here, you're here, you're here. Then you go here, say this line, go here. So, so you, you don't even have a piece of tape. You have to just remember Yeah. It? Yeah. So your input as an actor about where you want to go, they don't give a crap. No. They're like, hit here, hit here, move here, and then you're here. And they don't care like how you do it really. If if you're actually acting, as long as you say the lines and they can hear you, you're fine. Now, now, is, I'm under the impression that soap actors get paid the oh, best. Oh, yeah. I would get, well, for me, at the time, I was right out of school. I was getting paid like 1100 a show a day. Wow. Yeah. So that That's was... pretty great. That was pretty... And the women are hot. Yeah? Yeah. And, and then, uh, then you must get a lot of women fans. Oh, yeah. As a, as a gay guy on a soap opera, all my... Fans? <laughs> no, I didn't have well, a lot. Kathy of Griffin has a lot of fans for, for. <laughs> she's a, she plays a gay guy on TV. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> but uh, that that's crazy. You were in another movie that I saw on Showtime. It, it was, now that it, it makes sense to me, but you were filming a movie. Yeah. And they were filming a documentary. And yeah. The, and it, of while the movie was going on, so you were in a movie and you were just sitting there. You had this porn star on uh -huh. your lap. 
And she was kind of being she was being followed by the documentary crew. Of, yeah. What's the guy's name? His name's Eric Schaefer. And I think the show's called I Can't Believe I'm Still Single. Mm. And it's just about being single in New York and he has some like transsexual fetish and likes to get banged with strap-ons and who doesn't <laughs> exactly so he uh so i guess he wanted to do he and he shot this film called they're out of business which is going to be on showtime and by I, the I, way my wife just threw up in her mouth i'm kidding <laughs> it's a fucking joke don't talk it's a joke <laughs> yeah so it was, it was actually a pretty cool documentary was it it was interesting i mean he's one of those guys you know he's very cerebral fucking he's yeah. kind of that edgy smart New Yorker guy. Yeah, you know he's I mean? kind of like a really waspy-looking Woody Allen type. Yeah, yeah, he's like Woody Allen that can fucking kick your ass or fight you or some shit. But uh, yeah, yeah, but you, you just sitting there with this porn star and you didn't say a word. So you're like, this guy's a porn star. My neighbor's a porn star. I had no you, clue. I thought you did. I thought you would. I didn't know what you were doing, dude. You're sitting there naked, like with this porn star on your lap, yeah. smiling, just looking at her, and he didn't ask you anything. He just, they just like. Ghosted you like you weren't there. You were just sitting there. Oh, that's awesome. And you were just smiling. I was like, "What the fuck is Bill doing?" I, I can't wait for the women in my mom's bridge bridge club to watch that and say, "Is your son a porn star?" I'm sure they're not going to fucking. That's not going to hit him on Netflix. <laughs> Let's watch this single and fucking. Um, yeah, but it was pretty weird. And you've you've also done right now. Let's just get this out of the way. You're on Broadway right now. Yep. You're a stand up comedian, funny fucking stand up comedian, hilarious. That's how I met you. In L.A. at the Laugh Factory, yeah. just, you know, killing it every night. And then I came back to New York. I was out there for three months just hanging out for pilot season. Nothing happened, by the way. It never does. <laughs> yeah. And then I come back, and you're, you're living on the my block, and you're on Broadway. Well, Broadway, what's the show you're on? The on show's Broadway? called Lombardi, about Vince, Vince Lombardi. Wow. And it's, it's a straight play, so there's no song and dance about throwing the ball or, you know. <laughs> I thought there was. I thought there was. Give me the ball, coach. Give me the ball. <laughs> None of that crap. So it's pretty good. It's about as about as ungay as you can get on Broadway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And who play? And who plays Lombardi? Uh, Dan Laurie is the dad on The Wonder Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Judith Light from Who's the Boss plays yeah. the wife. That's funny because you brought them. You brought both of them down. They were at the Gotham. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, introduced yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And and Lombardi, I mean, I just saw a documentary on. Oh, you saw that? Yeah. Fucking interesting, man. Really yeah. interesting shit. I mean, and it was kind of sad, man. The end of his fucking life that he gave up coaching, and he didn't want to. He just went to the the, the front office, then came back to the Redskins. But the Redskins, and it just wasn't it just wasn't happening. And then he fucking yeah. died. Well, he's it's so funny because a lot of this has to do with like I've been, and this ties into jujitsu as well because yeah. my jujitsu trained John Donaher, who coaches GSP. Yeah. He started when he was 28, and he became and he has OCD problems. So his OCD manifests in jiu-jitsu. So in 10 years, he was the top trainer at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. And Dan Loria, I mean, Vince Lombardi was one of these guys who just, that's all he did. All he did was football. All he thought about was football. All he wanted to do was football. His wife and his children were like, meh. Very no, this, this is fucking, why couldn't I, have, I have OCD, but it's in like food and video <laughs> games and gizmodo.com. Why can't I have it? The, right? Like, you know. Manifest itself in something like jujitsu or comedy. Maybe writing a joke. <laughs> I'd be fucking hugely successful by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking a. So you're you're in this play. Who do you play in the play? I play a guy named Paul Horning, who was a Packer in the in the '60s. And he, I guess, I didn't know him at the time, but he was this famous sort of legendary playboy and drinker, and and he was a you know a, a Pro Bowl football Hall of Fame football player. And uh, you know, so I didn't know about the guy, but I guess. The, I, got, I did one audition. The guy cast me. The director cast me. The director wow. of In the Heights, and I'd worked with Dan Loria before, which I think is part part of why I got the job. And on what? On a show called uh, uh, Ears on a Beetle about the FBI files on John Lennon, because FBI was tracking John Lennon. Yeah. The last like five years of his life. Yeah. Is very. Was, yeah, yeah. But that play bombed. So I, I saw I saw a movie, a little clip that you were in where um, you you played a bartender and you're trying to kick these guys out and you walked up and you go, I know jujitsu. And this guy's like, so fuck you. <laughs> and then you backed away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, I hope they serve beer in hell, which is the Tucker Max movie, right. which was a stinker. But, uh, but the cool thing is he let me just, those lines were obviously all improv line. Cause I think the funniest thing, like I, I practice jujitsu, which is the gayest of the, of the MMA sports. Cause basically you, you fight from your back. Right. So what am I going to street fight and like lie in the, the asphalt? Well, yeah, like, come you, on, motherfucker. Yeah, usually, you you know, you're on your back and you open your fucking legs oh up like God. a big pussy and <laughs> tell them to come on in and 
There's the old fucking triangle, which is I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick your face in my balls and lock you in there until you pass out. Jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu is you gotta be either a fucking man's man. That's why there's, I can't watch girl MMA. Because oh, I get fucking so turned on. Oh, it's hot. Oh, my Who God. Who was that, Regina Carana? Oh, my God. When God she was damn. she was on top of this girl, and they had the short shorts on, <laughs> and they got the sports bra on, and she's just fucking bent over trying to get in there. <laughs> trying to get in there for a submission. And I was like, oh, I'm, my, I was filling up. I was like, oh, my God. That's why Dana White doesn't want fucking... I know. Why wouldn't he want that? That would get so much attention. The ring girls aren't enough. Yeah. Some- I mean, I think, I think women fighters, and it's interesting that I think that women fighters, uh, even in boxing, uh, try harder. Mm-hmm. They go in there and they don't fucking... It's not like they have a... You know, they're sticking to a game plan. Like you see, you know, these champions now who, you know, they're just... They're not. They don't want to lose the belt. They just. Yeah, they, they have a. Yeah. You know, these girls go in and fucking yeah, throw exactly. everything they have. You know, women fighting is great. It is great because men can just sit on, like a big guy, like Big Country, for example. He can just sit on you, Roy Nelson. He can mm-hmm. just come and get you side control, just like with yeah. his belly. Yeah. But you'll never see that with a woman. They're always uh-huh. moving. It's like almost like the flyweight division. Yeah, flyweights are fucking great. I love awesome. watching them because it's just fucking nonstop yeah. action the whole time. Oh yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go back to the play for a second. How long have you? How long has the play been running? Since September, so we just had our hundredth show after opening. That's a, that's fucking huge yeah. on Broadway. Yeah, I know. It's and for a play for a play about football. Yeah, they've, there's never been a play about. There's been like two plays about football. I think they lasted for like a week. Wow. In the history of Broadway. So this is kind of a... You know, we were the laughing stock of Broadway. We were like, Lombardi, really? That's not going to last. Not like LaBette, it's going to be a huge hit with David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> and and you wonder why you were cast on a soap opera as a game. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. good at it. <laughs> um, so, so, I mean, that's every day except, what is it, Monday? Monday, yeah. You're black on Monday. Uh-huh. And that's theater term. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> black on Monday <laughs> means they don't have a show. Yeah. Um, so... You you go every day. Two shows on Friday, two shows on two Saturday. Two shows on Wednesday. Two shows, so I show today. Two today and oh, you, two on Saturday. You have to go and do another show tonight. At eight, yeah. And now, how, is there a lot of? I mean, do you have a lot of lines? Is there a lot of waiting backstage? Is not not too much. Um, it's just enough to kind of keep me from going like, what the hell am I doing with my life? You know, it's enough to yeah. make me feel like I'm actually a pretty vital part of the show. Because I, I did I did theater in Boston when I first started. I did mm-hmm. a lot of plays. I did. Uh, Four Dogs on a Bone. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, at, like It was like off-Broadway, B, the BCA in yeah, Boston. Yeah, yeah. And it was the fucking hardest thing I've ever done. Oh, really? Well, because you had the months of rehearsal leading up to the the actual opening. And it's such – there's so much investment I for know. other people. It's a lot of pressure, man. It is. And then you're backstage. And, like, we're comics, man. We go out and live or die. Yeah. And if we die, we fuck up. It doesn't matter. We can come out of it. We can bomb. Yeah. Do another show or somehow make it funny, uh, at least for the comics in the back of the room. <clears throat> you know, you start here and you go there and you're done. That's your time. Whatever it is, 15 an hour. And even in acting, you get to fuck up as yeah. much as you want. And they'll just, you know, cut, do again. But theater... Is a live audience. Yeah. You have to remember lines, which yeah. is fucking crazy. And it's not like you're out there from point A to point B. You come out, in the, you know, uh, 20 minutes in and deliver your lines and go backstage. And then you have to be ready, right, to yeah, come yeah, back yeah. out at your mark and go back out and deliver that. I mean, I mean, now you're probably into it, but at the beginning, was it fucking nerve-wracking? Well, I, w- I went to graduate school for acting, so, so I didn't even start comedy until I'd been doing, I'd been acting for like six years, you know what I mean? Really? So for me, it was a different transition, but, but I hadn't done a play in a long time, like a year and a half, or yeah, about a year. And uh, so when I first started, it was just like, you mean I have to stand here and say the same shit every night? And yeah. it's kind of freaked out. I kind of freaked out for a bit because you, because you know when you're on stage and you're, you're kind of going on some tangent and you kind of get a little lost and then you stand there for a second and your brain just goes, yeah. and the audience is there and eventually you're like, so what do you do? And you find some weird segue to yeah. get into something else. Like you'll always be able to recover yourself. If you right. have but that happens on stage too as an actor too, where you're on stage and all of a sudden your brain just goes, but you have a line and you have a responsibility to your actors and to the 800 have people. Have you ever forgotten a line? Oh yeah. What happens? Uh, 
Well, the, the most, the biggest thing that happens in, in your head, it's like, there's like a, a ferry boat race going by. There's like, <laughs> it's like the longest, you know, three seconds feel like an eternity. So yeah. you're just sitting there like, I mean, it, it, it happened to me last week. I was on stage and, and I don't know why I was having problems with my girlfriend or something. So I was kind of distracted and I was just on there and I'm looking at the guy going like, what the fuck am I supposed to say right now? And then your mouth starts talking because it's so ingrained. Yeah. But your head isn't in it. Right. And then you, that's when you start tripping over lines. They're going, like, hey, 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 hey. so it's a little. But it took Is there a, a person off stage yelling, no, like, say? Yeah, you know, like in the old days with like a little trap door, like, hey, psst. No. Yeah. I, <laughs> I actually did a, a reading, a, uh, a play reading. Uh-huh. You know, it's just, you know, the guy wrote a play and he wants to see how it sounds. So, and my acting teacher in Boston, Pete Kelly, he got like 200 people at this venue. To, for a reading. Wow. And there was kids in the play. Okay? Um, who was in it? Uh, and I think it was Donnie Wahlberg was mm-hmm. supposed to do it. Couldn't do it. He called me at the last minute to fill in. I literally got this shit like the day off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else had it for a week. Uh, Eliza Dushku. Uh-huh. I mean, he had some some actors in it. And then these, this kid, this little black kid who was just like a new actor... And we got to this point where I'm supposed to say, uh, so you play soccer in school? And I didn't say in school. I just said, so you, you know, I didn't, I fucking flaked on the line. I, I go, you, play, but this kid was such a new actor and he knew all the lines. I go, so you play soccer? And he wouldn't answer me. Oh my God. So I'm sitting there going, so do you play soccer? <laughs> he grabs his lapel mic. Are you, you were mic'd or in a room? Yeah, oh hard. dude, it was 200 people. Yeah. Which is speakers all over the fucking oh place. God. Grabs his lapel mic and goes, in school. <laughs> and it goes over the whole PA. And I go, you play soccer in school? You little punk. <laughs> Everybody just laughed at me. It was just, yeah, my yeah. face just turned fucking beet red. <laughs> like, oh, I'm fucked. But yeah. And that's I mean, a great thing about theater is like when you screw up. I mean, I love the fact when people screw up in theater. It's my favorite. Like just trying to piss off Dan, because he plays Lombardi. Yeah. And, and my character was a fuck up. And yeah. he would always get drunk and hook up with women and, and he was always kind of pissing off Lombardi. So I will try to piss off Dan Loria on stage. Yeah. Like oh. I get on stage with a football and I throw up between my legs behind my back. Right. So it isn't a, that's balls. all new shit. And yeah, just to see just if I can piss him off because right. he gets so loud and gets so angry in the moment and he screams at my face and yeah. it works, you know. I was talking to Colin. He's on Broadway too. That's right, yeah. And he was telling me, you know, the... He gets to go out though, and from the beginning to the end. Yeah, that's like that's almost like a comedy, comedy headlining. You know what I mean? A comedy right. Headlining. It's like a yeah. It's it's. And you don't need as many laughs when you're doing a one person show because you can speak for ten minutes without laughing and be like, oh, it's a it's a theater piece. It's weird though. His show is fucking very informative. It's definitely a one man show, but it's funny. Yeah. I mean, through the whole thing, it's yeah. joke, 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 joke. I mean, it's fucking. Heady jokes. I mean, you got to kind of know about the Roman Empire and shit. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the jokes, I was just laughing because the guy <laughs> in the suit next to me was like, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. The Romans are like that. You know, I have no idea what the fuck he was talking about. But, um, you know, it, it's he was talking about like the waiting for the show to start. Yeah. The fucking w- sitting out, you know, waiting to go out. It's like, I remember doing plays and I know I'm going out in two seconds. My mind would go blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I would panic. <laughs> Like panic, like, I don't know my lines, I don't know my lines. Yeah. And just fucking, that happens to me with comedy, but you can go up there and go, fucking, what's up, fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> and as yeah. soon as you get that laugh, you're good, but yeah. has that ever happened to you where you just fucking went blank before you went out there? Yeah, I did a play one time where I had to start the second act on the front, of, on the lip of the stage. There's like 400 people in the audience I had to start and do a big monologue about Oscar Wilde. And I was playing the gay guy. And I went up there and, and, and it was like a long... And I always thought it looked like rent, like a line, a line of people in the front. And I always would joke about like, 525,600, like during rehearsal, I would always right. sing that as a yeah. fucking joke, just to piss off the director. And then, uh, and then one time I went on stage and all my head was doing was 525,000. Oh, and I just sat there for like five, and you, you see like the dust in the fucking lights <laughs> from the theater, you know, like, like a little piece of lint going down and your mind just like looks at the lint and you're up there and. It feels like forever. And then I just started paraphrasing the entire monologue. (laughs) Oscar Wilde decided that he was in trouble and he went to jail. And there was an auction and everyone's just trying to follow because I kind of like puppeteer people. They're just like trying to follow me. That lasted for about a week. I'd been doing the show for like eight months. And for some reason, my brain for a week was like, fuck you. You had the fucking yips. (laughs) You had the fucking yips like a baseball player. Yeah. What, um, what, (laughs) now, what, what do you, do 
do you miss like are you like when you get to you get to go back to comedy? Yeah. Whenever this run is over. Well, I still do comedy at, at night. So at night when you're done with the show, you go yeah. to Okay, where where do you where do you play? Well, I I I do Gotham. Okay. And uh I do the you know, I ca- I came up at the at the New York Laugh Factory because I was just starting open mics and okay. Jamie Masada. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, buddy, come along. I'm gonna make we're gonna make it happen, buddy. Right. So he he took me on as the MC. So when I was at the old Laugh Factory, I opened for, you know, Mark Marin yeah. and Greg Giraldo, and I got to open for like really awesome comics until yeah. it started slowly getting more and more and more ghetto. And then, yeah. And now it's just kind of every night's urban nights like. Wendy Williams. Every time you go there, I yeah. mean, it's, it's not. Have you, you have you performed there yet? I went there. Uh, I did two shows there. Um, I did, one, and it, it was great crowds. But it's, it's first of all, people should know that the Laugh Factory in New York, which is not called the Laugh Factory anymore, it's called the, the very sexy Times Square Art Center. The, yeah, Times Square Art Center that does stand up comedy. But it used to be my favorite peep show. I mean, oh, that's, yeah, sure. that's the peep show. They used to have peep show downstairs, which was the movies upstairs to the left. Was the actual chicks? Yeah, with in the a, windows in the booth with the plexiglass mm-hmm. with the phone, like a prison visit. Yeah. Then in the back, they had the <laughs> round room where you could stick your head in. It was just a little, what? a little. It was a little. Um, it was just a little. Like it wasn't a window, but it was like a blacked out window that would, you'd put the dollar in, and it would go up, and it was just enough room to stick your head in, uh-huh. and it was like a genie bottle, and there'd just be chicks in there, and they'd come over to you. As soon as you tip in, uh-huh. and if you had like threes, you know, ones and fuck threes, ones and <laughs> fives, they'd come over and you could grab a titty and suck on a titty. Really? and Yeah, you could fucking just like have a titty in your mouth and jerk off like a fat baby. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was fucking nuts. That's, so now they redid it as a comedy fucking place, yeah. but you know, I fucking, dude, my jizz is all over the oh, place. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. It's so funny, the first two years that place was open, uh, and it was a comedy club. These, like, Japanese guys who clearly had been in New York in a couple of years. They just yeah. come and go, girls? Girls? Oh, they were so girls? bummed out, yeah. Because it used to be, it was hot, dude. That was a good one. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, it's so fucking sad. So, and the place is haunted. You know that, right? What do you mean? It's fucking haunted. Like dead hookers and shit? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, people have, dude, you know, that fucking place was a creep and zone. Ma- and mafia run, too. Oh, dude, that place was a fucked up creep zone. People yeah. have been killed I know. in that comedy club. And I've talked to people who work there, and they're like, yeah, dude, there's some creepy shit that goes on. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it it's catacombs. I mean, oh, yeah, you keep going the, up and up and up and around it's corners. The lar- it's, they call it the largest comedy club in America. There's five rooms. Yep. There's like three floors. It's nuts. Yeah, it's not, And it's so funny that the, the, there's, there's comedy clubs literally blocks away from me that I don't work. <laughs> I, I can literally walk to this fucking place and I just, it creeped me out. The fucking haunted and the fact that I've fucking sucked on a Filipino's tit and jizzed on the floor that just freaks me out. But uh, speaking of jizz on the floor and DNA, you walked into my apartment tonight. Oh, yeah. I used to, yeah, I used to bang a girl who lived here. I think her name was Shannon for some reason. I don't know. Don't give the last name. Oh, but listen, <laughs> the first thing you said, you walked in, you like, I, I know this place. You go, you go, this is a duplex, right? And then you go, uh, and you ask to use the bathroom, and you, you fucking know exactly where it is. Because that's where you washed your fucking hog off. <laughs> you've, you've fucked in my apartment. I have. I that's have. crazy. <laughs> so, it wasn't as nice back then. No, god damn, you've done some nice interior design work. No, I don't think people expect that from you, Robert <laughs> Kelly. Yeah, I got the bidet and the fucking walk-in shower now. But, um, so you used to bang a chick down, right downstairs in my place. Yeah, she was hot and a total whore. Because the problem was, I used to, uh, she would, because, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're banging someone who lives on your block, like, I would walk down the street and I, and I would see her, like, bringing another dude into her place and be like, uh. Really? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to see her again. And, but you would. Of course, because I'm yeah, lonely and desperate. And my OCD in my 20s was probably just women. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine was too, yeah. Just yeah. chicks. Yeah. That just fucks you. Oh, my <laughs> oh God, yeah. That fucks you. Yeah, you think booze and hair? No, fuck that. Women. Women and food is my fucking thing. But So you used to fucking come here. Uh-huh. Literally. And, and fucking... <laughs> and just get blown all over my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Which, But wait, wait, I will say this. She was on the pill, so don't worry. You just left it in her. Yeah. Oh, so great. When her walking to my bathroom, it dripped out on the floor. <laughs> Luckily, you have the new fancy toilet, so it's not the same toilet. But you never, you know what's weird is you never think of, you know, when you're in a place, you know, when you buy a place or you get a house or apartment, whatever it is, you never think of anybody 
fucking being a degenerate in there except for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, I fucking crank one out in that chair that you're sitting in. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I've never... And, and the odds of a friend of mine, another comic, fucking dropping loads in my apartment <laughs> is like fucking astronomical. You know what I mean? That's now, fucking, and now I feel like I fucked up the whole mojo of your apartment now. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to... Fuck. sucks. I'm going to think of you and your fucking... Jiu-jitsu moves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You fucking, ah, just you standing on one tippy toe, clenching your ass cheeks together, right where my fucking TV is. That's where it was. Her bed face was on the other side. On the other side, great. great. Well, at least TV. my bed's, I don't have to worry about fucking in the same exact spot. <laughs> fucking, but, um, so, I mean, you've done a lot of acting. I mean, a lot of fucking acting. You do comedy. Now, do you headline? Do you go to the clubs and headline yet? I mean, I, yeah, but I, I headlined in, um, like, New Zealand. I was in New Zealand for a few that weeks. That doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah. Right. Um, they laugh at anything. And then I... I only only then, America. And then, well, Canada. It doesn't count. Hawaii? Nope. My fucking grandmother can headline Hawaii. <laughs> so, yeah, I've done a few headlines. But, you know, like, I, I did, uh, like, Salt Lake City. It doesn't count. Wise guys? Uh, America. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Mormon town. Yeah. And so, uh, but like a few places. But the problem is, you know, I don't really draw that much. Like no one knows. Who so it has to be kind of almost a subscription audience that right, will come that, anyway. That, that brings me into another fucking topic too, because you're you're pretty much pretty much internet savvy, um, and it, and and the whole fucking thing has changed in the last five years, where you know, and and people don't understand that as a comic, especially one that's not as famous as. You know, let's say, uh, you know, a David Tell or a, uh, you know, uh, Chris Rock or, you know, even, you know, guys below him, too, where they, they can pack a room. I mean, yeah. you can't work as a comedian unless you're selling some fucking tickets, unless yep. you're pushing, putting asses in seats. Yeah. And, you know, I actually got shit this last week on Twitter uh, that I, I plug my shows too much. Like, what's, the, what's the point of Twitter? That's the thing. I guess I guess people follow people on Twitter because I, I guess especially comedians because we're supposed to be funny. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't know it was my responsibility to make you fucking chuckle on your shitty train ride from Long Island <laughs> to your crap cube. I didn't know that. I thought you know I did my job as far as trying to get shows, and that's where you come and see me. Yeah. yeah and I'll yeah. do an hour of fucking hilarious. I promise you, I will be funny. I will try my hardest to make you laugh. At a comedy club, yeah. at one of my shows, uh, but Twitter and Facebook and all this other shit is to get you to my show. Yeah. Where that's what I've been working on for the last fucking eighteen years. That's my job. Yeah, I'm not a professional Twitter. Yeah, you're fucking not, you're comedian. Not, you're not some like nerdy freaking bespectacled Jew in L.A. who's <laughs> like, let me do a one-liner. Well, a hundred. Look, there's some people that fucking are funny. Yeah, they're on Twitter. People. I give it up for you. 140 characters. You really know how to get to the point hilarious and some guys you know twit fucking videos all the time and some guys fucking twit you know crazy thoughts and shit and you know uh and i fine that's great i enjoy those motherfuckers too but uh, i twit you know come and see me i'm maybe i'm not that interesting i'll admit that i'm not that fucking i'm 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 trying to survive <laughs> yeah. every day without fucking killing myself yeah you know i'm i'm fucking losing my mind on a daily basis, okay? And, you know, I don't know if you want to see me. Really, do you want a video blog of me lying in a hotel room with fucking steak and cheese wrappers on the bed with a towel over my stomach watching fucking some shit TV show trying to make it? I'm just trying to make it to the show. But the thing is, you got to keep in mind, is nobody, everyone on Twitter and Facebook, they don't, they don't want people to be happy or succeeding or have fun. They want to be like, Robert Kelly's miserable? I'm miserable in my cube. Right. Wow, now I can relate to Robert Kelly. He's a I, star. I agree with that. And I think I think 90% of the people are fucking cool and fans. But here's another thing, too, is I, I didn't go out and recruit you. Okay? I'm not out there going, hey, follow me. Yeah. You know, hey, get people to follow me. Yeah. Please follow me because I'm fucking awesome. I just say my Twitter name, and if you want to follow me, that's fine. If yeah. you don't, I'm fine with that too. I didn't come to you. You came yeah. to me. 
And it's like, I want to know what the fuck they did before Twitter. What did you do before Facebook, before MySpace, before email? What did these fucking cocksuckers do? You know what they did? They, they wrote into like Entertainment Weekly going, I love that cover picture. Yeah, blah, or, blah, yeah. blah. Like just dumb, stupid shit that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, they had to fucking, they had to just sit there and take it. <laughs> take it. They had to sit there and take it. They had to either go to my show and not like it. Or fucking see me on TV and just hate me yeah. secretly yeah. In, in fucking Idaho or whatever shit state <laughs> that they're in and not, not do anything about it. But now some dick Now they have a forum to, to, to rag on you. It's terrible. Yeah. Same thing with YouTube. If you go on, like I have like some video, I mean some of the video clips I have on YouTube are years old and I'm not really proud of some of the comedy I have on, on YouTube. No, I'm not proud of any of the shit on YouTube. And then I'll have like just some some fucking troll even a comment like you're not funny why don't you give up or like you're stupid or this joke is like Daniel Tosh's joke and like Ugh. what the fuck come on dude oh it's hilarious and it's like dude, you anonymous cunt yeah because you, you, I'm out there I you, like you they you should be forced to have a profile yep okay with your address and you know shit that you do like your job and videos of you being you so I can go and watch that. And comment on your fucking horseshit. Yeah. And see where the fuck you're at. I mean, look, you gotta take the good and the bad. You need a little sun and a little rain to make a rainbow. <laughs> but it, it gets, it's, it fucking gets a little tech. And there's another thing, too. Like, I have a lot of fans that bust balls. And they're funny. Yeah. And I, if it's funny, I'm fine with it. If it yeah. makes me laugh, if it's not coming from a fucking hatred place, mm -hmm. or you're trying to get in with some other comic or some other fucking, by trashing me, like, yeah, fuck him or some shit... It it really yeah. I don't mind I'll fucking I I'll laugh I can laugh at myself that's what I do on stage anyways it's all self deprecating horseshit what, what is it? you were you were in the uh, documentary Heckler Jamie Kennedy's that weren't you in that yeah I thought you were because that 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 was kind of his point which I don't know if the video with the documentary capture but like now with the internet it used to be there 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 is a certain amount of courage to be a heckler at a comedy club not a lot I don't like hecklers but at the same time like you have to be there in person and be like hey fuck you you're not funny right and you have to take it. And come back and the person shuts you down. Like, yeah. there's a little bit of honor to that. But you can just kind of anonymously heckle someone from the internet and be like, this joke sucks and you're so stupid and you're fucking... I don't even think there's honor in that. I think there's honor in going, this guy's not funny, getting up and going, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I, I, that's what I would do. Yeah, sure. When I'm, I, I, I'm out, if I'm somewhere, you know, if I'm at a karaoke bar, I get up and leave. I'm not going to sit there and go, you fucking stink. <laughs> I'm just going to go, I'm out of here. These people stink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm in a movie that sucks, I'll fucking leave. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and yell at the fucking screen or write an email to fucking, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow and go, you fucking country, fuck you. <laughs> you can't sing. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't fucking. But that's an interesting point because I did, uh, I like did a, a tweet recently and the tweet was something like, come on guys, we're late to go see country strong. Said no one, never, anytime. Right. And that was my tweet. You know, right. like, ah, like, what a stupid movie. Yeah. Now, I'm doing the same shit to Gwyneth Paltrow. The difference is... I, you're, not doing, you're not doing it to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. I'm not, okay. going at, I'm not doing it at Gwyneth Paltrow. You're not exactly. You're doing it to the people, your fans or friends on Twitter saying the fucking movie blows. Okay, that's an opinion. I'm not saying people can't have an opinion. But the fact that you would fucking seek me out... To fucking give me your shit opinion yeah. is like, go oh, fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, block, yeah. die. I know. And when I did, uh, like, Tucker Max is very hated on the internet. And when he when we did the movie, I obviously served Beer in Hell, all of his fans would just kind of like, like fucking a gross herpes virus just spread over onto me and just start shitting on me because I was attached to him. Really? You know what I mean? Just like, oh, yeah. Bill Dawes is so, like, not funny. This guy's terrible. You know, all this horrible shit. And they would write blogs about I mean, look, I was racist and crap, you know? Well, you are. Yeah. So but... <laughs> why, why wouldn't I be? <laughs> and now, I mean, I mean, well, you know, I mean, you get, I, I guess we got to take... I mean, I, you know, look, I'm out there. I put myself out there. I could take myself off of everything. But it's like, you know, I mean, so you got to take the hits. Yeah. And I, and I do. But some of them are just like, just like fucking... This one guy said... uh Dude, you, I saw your show the other night. It was hilarious, but it was the same thing you did six months ago. You got to work on new jokes. I'm like, really? First of all, there was like three new jokes in there. And second of all, I got to have it, what, every six months? Now yeah. I got to have a new For him. For him. Yeah, because there's fucking like three fucking prodigy geniuses out, comics out there that write a new hour every six months. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You know how hard it is to fucking come up with oh, a geez. joke? Yeah. And it's not like I'm, what am I going to toss it? Because I'm in fucking Rhode Island and you, <laughs> fuck you. What about the fucking, 
60 other people that fucking haven't seen me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was just like, you, you're such, did, you laughed. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, it's like, what, is Bon Jovi going to come up with a new, he can't sing Shot Through the Heart? Because, fuck you. Well, that's a big thing. Like, a musician, all they want is the old shit. As a comic, it's like, come on. Well, yeah, it's like, I'm not doing anything off of my last album. The hour that I'm doing now is the new album I'm trying to work on. Yeah. And hopefully someday that I can get to the point where I can just spit out a new hour every fucking, yeah. every fucking six months. But I ain't there yet. That's fine. But do you really have to call me out? You laughed, right? Yeah. I mean, were you listening? Did you hear the couple, you know, the new jokes? I love when a con- a, 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 somebody comes up and goes, dude, the new stuff is cool. Yeah. I, I picked up on it. That means you're a comedy fan. Yeah. And you heard the new shit and you appreciated that. You know, okay, the old stuff is still funny, but you really like the new shit too. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> um, but yeah, just fucking bugging. But, but the thing about, another thing about that is I feel like I used to engage with these people, particularly yeah. during MySpace. I would have like huge cyber fights and huh, then yeah. I'd get in Twitter fights and I'd go back and And then after a while, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And yeah. the cool thing about Twitter is at the end of the day, it's content oriented. So if some asshole's going, at Bill Dawes is so stupid and not funny and blah, 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 you can just block them. And then yeah. you never have to hear it unless you want to creep on yourself and Google at Bill Dawes and see every person who's commented about you. And that's, yeah. that's you. That's on you. Yeah, Which yeah. is why I think a lot of people are doing Twitter now because they don't... Even Facebook, like any asshole can just send you a message on Facebook. Right. You, know, you can delete profile. that shit too. Yeah. And you can block them, which yeah. is fantastic. I know. It's great. Yeah. Um, but another thing you're into too, which is fucking... Not surprising, but it... It, you know, you're you're uh, into jujitsu. Yeah. What what belt are you? Uh, I'm like a. You know, I, I work with this like this guy John Donaher, and 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 I'm kind of sort of taking things a little slow. So I'm probably at this point probably like a two stripe blue belt. Um, All right. Um, which is before purple, and I've been doing it for about I guess three and a half years now. Yeah. What made you get into jujitsu? Wow. You know, actually, this guy Tucker Max. I think it was one of these things. I was really horrified by violence. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I felt very scared by it when I was growing up, and and uh, and I I think probably because I was really intrigued by it. And so when I found out when I started watching the early UFCs like with Hoist Grace, I was like, wow, there's a real science to this crap. Right. And and I'm a kind of athletic guy, so let me let me start looking into it. So I got I started late, like my late twenties, I started doing it, and uh, and boy, I gotta tell you, it it it, uh, it really changed my life. Before that, I was I was doing yoga, I was teaching yoga. Really? I was all about like, oh, don't judge, guys. Seriously, right. things about a, a, a cloud of, of of love, and and I was like, fuck that shit. It's a zero sum game, man. In life, you win or you lose. If someone's winning, you're fucking losing. So, right. it kind of changed my philosophy towards things. And it, it's, I mean, you know, I've broken a bunch of fingers, I broke my nose, chipped tooth, and uh, and there's something that's kind of cool about that now. I, right. I, I don't know. I would never think that ten years ago, but now I'm like, wow, this is kind of. Right. It's kind of fun. It's kind of awesome. Well, it's weird is that, you know, once you get into a fight or once you get punched in the face, um, you know, the fear of it is over. Yeah. At the end of the fight, no matter if you have a black eye, a broken nose, or you lost, the fear is over. Yeah. You know, you you made it through. Yeah. But the only thing now is like back when I was a kid, when you fought, you know, I used to hang out at parks in Boston. That was a bit, it wasn't gangs, it was parks. Yeah. You hung out at Tufts Park or Car Park or... Spicer Park, and that was your little fucking gang that you hung out with, and we used to fight all the time. Yeah, but it was you know pretty much a fight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe a, a beer, a full beer can to the head. Yeah, a lot um, of headlocks going on. Headlocks, fighting, uh, maybe uh, ganging up on motherfuckers, sucker punching. Yeah, yeah. But it was a fight. But now it's like you get fucking killed. You get oh, stabbed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is a little. You know, it's a little more scary now to fucking be a kid, I think, to grow up. Oh, my God. And I would, I mean, I would, I, you, you just look at the UFC, a lot of these people like Joe Luzon, like these, the big ears. He's from Boston, too. That yeah, guy. yeah, he's, far, he's, uh, he's a beast. But if you saw him at a bar and he was talking shit to you, you'd be like, motherfucker, please, yeah. I'll kill you. Yeah, that, that's what's scary, dude, is that, you know, he's one of my favorite fighters, by the way, but uh, he's a beast. He yeah. is a fucking beast. And if you, God forbid you ran into him at some fucking you know, fucking cheesy bar on Lansdowne Street <laughs> and you bumped into him and you were like, fuck you, you fucking... He'd fucking kill you. Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. You know? It, it, that's scary shit. Oh, yeah. And and it's funny, too, because, you know, when we used to watch... I used to watch the early... Now, I'm no by no means an expert in fucking, you know, UFC or MMA or anything like that, but I'm a huge fan. 
Yeah. I'm a big fan. And I love learning about the sport. I love fucking finding shit out about it and finding new fighters and learning about, you know, moves and strategies and, and all that shit. And, uh, but, you know, when we first started watching it, you know, these guys, you know, it was look at you at jiu-jitsu. This guy was a street fighter. This guy's a yeah, wrestler. That exactly. guy was Kempo Karate. Yeah. You know, what was the best one? Yeah. And it just so happened jiu-jitsu was. Exactly. And then, you know, now the guys that are coming up no longer are just one a wrestler. These guys are fucking wrestling. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu, boxing, fucking uh, Muay Thai, fucking judo. Yeah. They're learning it all. And then throw on top of that the cardio. Yeah. The crazy fucking athletes that they're producing now. Um, MMA is going to be crazy. Oh, I know. Each each year, it's like a whole new hybrid of fighter comes out. Yeah. I mean, really, I think at the end of the day, the, the base, the big base for, uh, for, and you can like it or not, is really wrestling. I mean, at the end of the day, the people they're recruiting are the people who are NCAA champions. I mean, look at all the guys that Frankie Edgar and Grant uh-huh. Maynard and Josh Kotchak. Yeah, wrestlers are no jokes, dude. Yeah. I fought, I fought two wrestlers in my life and got my fucking ass handed to me both yeah. times because both of them were smaller than me. And I thought that, fuck it. And one picked me up and threw me on my head on the concrete. Oh, shit. And I just was like, okay, I'm done. The other one fucking, literally, I was trying to get him down on the ground. And he fucking, I, first of all, we're on ice. It was snowing. I had cowboy boots with silver tips. <laughs> what a fucking fag I was. But uh, he, he fucking came up, headbutted me from underneath. Oh, shit. And then took me down on the ground and just fucking pummeled me. <laughs> and I twisted my ankle. I was just like, I give, I give, I give. Yeah, wrestlers have freak strength. Yeah, they do. Yeah, like crazy retard strength. Yeah. You yeah. don't think they're going to be, there's a different... You know, be strong, and then there's fucking wrestler strength. Yeah. It's crazy. And also the type of discipline it takes to be a wrestler in terms of cutting weight and right. that type of, yeah. Do you, do you, do you, now, do you, have you ever used your jiu-jitsu in a fight? Well, actually, it was funny. I went to this place called, do you know this place called The Box? No. It's some, like, burlesque show down in uh, down in the East Village. And I went there, like, actually, this is about two weeks ago. Yeah. And I went there with a friend of mine who's, who's 21. And me being a fucking douchebag in my fucking thirties, I'm going like, I'll I'll party with my twenty year old and pretend I'm bulletproof. And so we got really fucking drunk, and there was a, a server there that we were like fucking with the whole time, and I thought it was kind of friendly, and um, and I was like talking shit, and I started yelling about this show fucking sucks. I was being that asshole. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I was being that asshole. Block you. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, and I was really drunk, and this guy like pushed me. He like kind of said, he said, like, shut and push my face. And I went, oh, shut up. And I pushed him back, like, just kind of like, yeah. kind of a, but I guess I kind of got a little open. And then, and then he looked at me like, you're not, you know, what the fuck, motherfucker. And he took out his cell phone and started banging my face with his cell phone. Really? And I, and I was so drunk. Is it an I, iPhone? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, there's an app for that. <laughs> and I thought it was a joke. So I'm like, ha, 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 ha. I'm getting my stuff. I'm getting ready to go. And then at one point I see him pointing to all the little Mexican bar, bar keeps. Yeah. And then they start coming after me and they're like, haymakers. And I'm just like, let me get the fuck out of the club. So I go out of the club and cause you know, the little Mexicans I can get by, but th- this big ass, like six foot five, probably ex football player bouncer. Yeah. He, he, he bear hugged me and he had me like literally like pick me up like a little baby and was like, hold me like this. And I was like, I was like, he was like, just calm. He was start speaking really soothing. Like, calm down. It's all right. Calm down. And Which makes these, you even more fucking. Yeah, raging. exactly. Cause you weren't out of control. You're trying to leave. Yeah. I'm trying to leave. I'm trying. I'm, and I'm outside at this point mm-hmm. and he's holding me on the sidewalk. And then I see all these, like these flaming, like gay, like door guys going like, we're getting the cops. The cops are on the way. The cops are away. And at that point I'm like kind of panicking. So luckily I, I kind of like squirm out and then he grabs my I had like an overcoat. He grabs my collar. Right. And in my drunken state, I'm like, okay, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for almost four years now. If I can't get out of a collar grab, yeah. which is all fucking jiu-jitsu is, is defending right. someone grabbing your collar because yeah. you wear the gi, yeah. then I'm a fucking asshole. So I, you know, I did whatever I could to get out. And I ended up literally on my back with my legs up in like a defensive jiu-jitsu stance, like a fucking fag, because that was my instinct, right? right in front of but a bunch the, of gay guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. good. So the guy looked at me like, but this, but he, you could tell he was kind of like, how did this guy get get away? You right. know? And then I, I, I stood up and I, I got out of there. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, I had a huge black eye. I had to come to the show. And they're like, what happened to your eye? I'm like, oh, I hit a dresser. Yeah, right. It's like some abused Southern woman. <laughs> and... Uh, and I got and I, I thought about that. I was like, you know, six years ago, if that had happened, some guy had grabbed me. I probably would have just been stuck there, 
right. and gone to the tombs or something. I would have like just been stuck there. <laughs> but uh, so now let me ask you another question. In in MMA, not just the UFC, who's your favorite fighter? Well, well I mean, I gotta tell you that that Frankie Edgar fight. I lo- I mean, I like GSP because he has he comes to the. Uh, the Gracie Center all the time, and right. John Donner is his trainer. Who I, so he comes there all the time. He's the nicest guy. I actually have a bit that's kind of based on him because he, everyone else is you know with their geese or their rash guards, and 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 you kind of can't walk around without your shirt on. But it's GSP, so he walks around in those little boy shorts, oh and he's God. he's all like oiled and yeah. fucking good looking and handsome. Yeah. He's always walking around. Everyone just kind of like looks at them. And I remember I was sitting there with my little white belt at the time, yeah. like in Indian style, talking to my friend. And he walked by, and my friend goes, oh, hey, George, how you doing? Stuck his hand up to shake his hand. George shook his hand, and I just was sitting there, like, playing with lint on my belt or something. Yeah. And then er- and then I noticed everyone's, like, looking at me. I look up, and he's just standing over me with his hand down, like, hello, you know. <laughs> hello. Hello. And I go, and I go, oh, hey. And, I, and I, I went to read his hand, and as I did that, with my other hand, I pushed the hair back behind my ear, which is, like, the fucking gayest gesture you can ever do, like, when a girl thinks a guy's yeah. cute. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? That's so... <laughs> And I dude, I think, red. I think you're gay. No, I don't think. Dude, you George played, Pierre turned you me into gay. You played a gay guy on TV. You, the first thing you do when a black guy hugs you is drop to the ground and open your legs. And you meet George C. Pierre and you fucking brush your hair back. But now, now you said Frankie Edgar. Do you like, I mean, that fight. I thought that fight was incredible. Yeah. And he also trains at center too. So, you know, I have an affinity to people who are there. I used to do, I used to do uh, Mike, Mike Straka's uh, Fox uh, fighting words on... Oh, yeah? On Fox, where he had a panel, and Frankie Edgar was on all the time. It's right up the street. I used to go up there and, and sit in on it. And, you know, I'd be like the comic, whatever. But, uh, yeah, he Frankie Edgar was there all the time. This is when he, before he was, he was in the UFC, but he was still fighting, you know, underground clubs. He would talk about fighting underground fights. Oh, wow. Over in, in New York and in Jersey and shit. And he's a pretty badass motherfucker, yeah, man. Yeah, And yeah. another thing, you look at that guy, you wouldn't think much. Yeah. No, not at all, dude. I mean... I mean, kind of, because I'd crack jokes and he would just smile a little bit and I'd get uncomfortable. Because <laughs> he does have a fucking, a way about him. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's, uh, I mean, that's, uh, he, he's, uh, and it sucks too because he's not, he's not a fucking rampage. He's not a, a you know, a Chuck Liddell. He's uh-huh. not, he's not this fucking, he just goes in and he fucking doesn't quit. Yeah. And, it, and it fucked me, it fucked me up when he beat BJ. Because I love, BJ yeah, is that. Too. You know, he's got that personality. He's got the prodigy. He's got the the crazy, uh, you know, story behind him. Hawaii. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted him to win, man. I was course, a BJ fan. I'm a Frankie Edgar fan, which is one of my favorite parts about MMA, is that you don't have to pick a side. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can you can like both guys and want one guy to win, but not hate the other guy and be like, fuck. I mean, the only case of that is probably Brock. Yeah. You, I just want him to fucking lose. When he yeah, lost, yeah, yeah. I was like... But it sucked. When he lost, I, I kind of wanted him to win. Yeah, exactly. It was the first time I picked him to win and he fucking lost. I am the mush of any MMA fight. If I, if I pick him, <laughs> go the other way. Run the other way with your money. Because I just stink. I really can't pick a fight to save yeah. my life. But Frankie Edgar, man, he's... Uh, when he, and he beat BJ the second time. Yeah. And it wasn't the greatest fight ever. You know, it wasn't like... Um, you know, like BJ Diego Sanchez when he came in and just beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. You know, uh, but it was it was a fight, man, and he won. And then he and, and he just keeps winning. So he, I mean, you gotta I, fucking give it up. Well, for that, that's one of the things about UFC is it doesn't on, on some level it's still like WWE wrestling. Like if you have a person, like who's the guy? I know this guy because I actually rolled. I rolled. I used to roll at Eddie Bravo's place in LA, right. which is where Joe Rogan rolls. Who right. who by the way is a fucking beast in jujitsu. Well, Joe Rogan's a fucking beast, beast in, in general. But, yeah, and I mean, he's, you know, he's fucking... I roll... I, I, he's, like a, he's a man's man. I mean, yeah. he's a, you know, I always say that... On, I say I say it all the time on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, I'd love for my son to be Joe Rogan. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I have a boy, I just... I don't want him to be like me. I'd love him to be like Joe Rogan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But who's, who's that guy with the... The British guy with the, with the red mohawk it's, who fought uh, GSP and went five rounds? Um, and, he had, and GSP had him in that crazy arm bar and he didn't submit. Yeah, that's... um. What's his name? Fucking... Uh, I'm blanking his name, but like I, you know, I meet the guy, and that's that's a crafted personality he did for endorsements and money, because at the end of the day, you need money, you need endorsements, and he came with his mohawk and talked a lot of shit. But then you meet him; he's the nicest guy on the planet, and he's very. It's a very crafted. Well, that's the one thing is all those guys are fucking nice guys. Yeah, I mean, I went to UFC 100 and literally met all of them. 
Yeah. Um, and they, I mean, dude, I met fucking Rampage. I met fucking Hoist Gracie, BJ, uh, Rashad. I mean, uh, Reed Harris, who used to be the WEC. Okay. Uh, yeah, he used to run it. And uh, he just, me and Norton were sitting there. He just kept bringing fighters over and over and over. It was fucking crazy. Uh, Dan Hardy is Dan Hardy, that's about. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, uh, you know, I mean, there's guys that have the it. Yeah, but then there's guys that are just fucking great fighters or really just just can win. And, you know, it, it, you, you do want those fucking Dan Hardys, the BJ Pens, the fucking Rampage. But, I mean, I, I think UFC and, and, you know, Strike Force is putting on some good shows too. I mean, there's a lot of fucking good shows. Yeah. Um, a lot of good fights. Well, the only thing that sucks about Strike Force is the commentators. Who, who, wait, who, who were the commentators on Strike Force? Oh, I f- fucking forget. Was it Frank Mir or does he do... No, Frank Mir used to do W... WC? Yeah, WC. He which was, is now with UFC, which is awesome. Yeah, it's... Well, I liked, I liked it when it was a separate thing, man. I liked it. it was fucking 145 and down. I... I you know, because it was this different... It was like... Uh, I don't know. It was just this different little fucking thing that was on on yeah, Versus yeah, yeah. and the fights were fucking great. And yeah. It was his own little thing. And yeah, Frank Mir was a great commentator. He got fucking douche because he said, I don't know, he said something stupid and they fucking had to fire him, which sucks because he's one of my favorite commentators. You know, Rogan, uh, Goldie, the guy with Rogan, oh, yeah. is fucking great. They're both great. What's cool about what's happening with Rogan, too, in, the, in, in his commentary, he's been getting a lot more leeway to talk shit. I mean, he starts ripping on the officiating. He starts, like... Yeah, well, he, you know, he's... he's cool. he'll, he'll fucking predict what's going to happen five seconds before it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember when uh, Dan uh, Hendo knocked out fucking... Uh, what's his name? What's the other English guy's name? Oh, fuck, I forget his Michael name. Michael Bisbing? Bisbing. When he called that shit, like, f- four seconds before it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, keep circling to his right. Fucking boom! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was over. But, yeah, like, Strike Force. Um... They're cool, but you know they look like they're gonna die. But one guy, you know, I don't trust. I don't trust guys with no eyebrows. You know, like like genetically, their eyebrows just fell off yeah, at yeah, like yeah. thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Were you a big Pride fan? I love Pride. Yeah, Pride was great. And uh, and it's a shame you can't do knees to the head when you're on the ground. Um, I, I'm glad that they took that out. Yeah, yeah, because I want the sport to evolve. I want it to be everywhere. I want it to be. I want to turn on ESPN and. And have the UFC on the ticker. I want to, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's happening slowly. Slowly, But yeah. it's it's because the rules changed. They had to change the rules, man. They had to, fi- you can't have a guy fucking kneeing a guy in the head. Yeah. And, you know, have your kid. That's true. You know, you ever, you ever watch UFC in a bar? Like a restaurant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's just blood pouring out of a guy's head. <laughs> and he's, ch- he's literally choking him out. And, I mean, you're, he's killing somebody. Yeah, yeah. And there's people trying to eat fucking chicken wings. <laughs> You know what I mean? You can always hear one girl going, "What the? What is that? What's on? That's disgusting! Shut yeah. up!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I. But then, if you sanitize it too much, then it's oh. just boxing again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I, I, but I knees to the head while they're on the ground is, is a little fucking crazy. Yeah, but then, um, but then it stops people from just covering up in turtle position and just kind of like hanging out there until <laughs> the round's over. Yeah, you know? I mean, but dude, knees to the head. <laughs> I mean, there's no. All right, I'm a douche. There's no. <laughs> there's no knees. For a knee to the head while the guy's down. You know, I mean, knee him to the ribs or some shit. You don't need to knee him to the fucking head. A <laughs> knee is like crazy. I know, dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, I love K1. I love K1. Uh, uh, Alistar Overeem. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, they're doing a tourney now in Showtime for the heavyweight. Oh, really? Champion. Yeah, it's going to be a tournament, which I love tournament style fighting. That's like, you know, you fight, and then you fight again, and then you fight again. Which is old school UFC. Yeah, man. You got to keep fighting to get to that fucking... That, I love... I wish the UFC would do one of those. That's like Jean-Claude Van Damme Bloodsport action going on. That's some crazy shit, man. Um, But the UFC just announced, I think today, that Brock Lesnar and uh, Junior Del Santos is going to be the coaches on UFC. uh, Oh, really? On Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, which is going to be... It's going to be awesome. Yeah, fucking... That's going to be some ratings, man. To see Brock... Uh, you know, candid. Yeah. You know, you know, I love the countdowns, but to see him, and you know, he's, you know, Dos Santos is fucking crazy too, and they're going to both fight Yeah. at the end of it because Kane's fucking hurt. Is he? Yeah, he's hurt. He has to get an operation. Oh, he, fucking, he got hurt. That's why Dos, Junior was supposed to fight him for the title. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they're f- training welterweights, which is weird. 
Yeah, I guess. Well, they, I guess they don't want the coaches to be in competition with the people they're they're coaching too. Yeah, but I, I like the fact that the the coaches are fighting because I like the guys get a little uppity. Yeah, they get yeah. a little uppity. It's like, yeah, fuck you, really? I'll fucking kill you. you yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I th- that happened with Rampage. I know. I, I wonder how much is manufactured though. Part of me is kind of like, do they go to the, like Rashad? Like, look, guys, we need some ratings. Can you just nah. talk shit about each other? I don't think just... so. I don't think so. I you know, um, no, I don't think so. I think because these guys, you can understand, they're not, they're not actors. They're they're fucking fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, there's only so much you can fucking tell somebody. I'm sure that they there is some horseshit. You know, some yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. that they edit together that make it. You know, they always slam a door and rip a door off, <laughs> and then you cut to the show and it's just him joking around. But did you think like Josh Koscheck? Do you think that was him just hyping up? The yeah, fight? I mean, yeah, he's hyping up the fight, but also. That's a that's putting yourself in a fucking d- dangerous but, position because, you know, if George snaps, you, you got to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it shows you kind of who they are. That's him. Yeah. You can't just act that shit. Hmm. You can't. You know, that's him. And George did what he does. He just okay, okay. Okay, we will wait till the ring. Yeah. <laughs> he does sound like Bruce Lee. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's. I think that it's it's crazy that you can turn TV on and watch these fights now all yeah. the time. Back in the Everyone. day. You had to fucking go to Blockbuster. He was like getting porn at Showworld. He <laughs> what, like German porn? Back room and go like, okay. <laughs> yeah, do you have UFC? Nah, we, you know, I think it was illegal in some Blockbusters. Like they, really? Oh, you know, Blockbuster didn't carry it forever. Yeah. I had to go to like my, the, the corner store in 47th and uh, 9th. I used to yeah, yeah, I had to go to the fucking porn store that sold DVDs too. Yeah. Uh, to get that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's fucking everywhere. Yeah. Fucking everywhere. But it's still not legal in New York, right? It's still not sanctioned, is it? It will be. Yeah, it it will be. be. Yeah, because if they don't, they're stupid. Yeah. Because exactly. the money they can make oh. in Madison Square... Imagine, can you imagine? Dude, if they come to Madison Square Garden... And I said this when they went to Boston. I couldn't make it. But Madison Square Garden, imagine being able to walk to a fucking UFC event. Just fucking right down the street. It would be insane. Yeah. It would be a f- motherfucker. I can't wait till they do an outdoor 80,000-seater. Yeah. That's what they got to do next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they got to do like Giant Stadium. Oh, they got to do something, you know, just huge. Yeah. 80,000 people just fucking in that little octagon in the middle and just seeing, oh my God. Yeah. It, ticket, have you, I, I, I've never been live because they, my brother lives in Minneapolis and we're like, hey, we should go and see a, they're having UFC there. It was $600 for like a nah, shooting seat. Nah, you can get tickets, dude. You just uh, gotta, yeah, you, you, you're right, getting people. them off the fucking. You know, you gotta. You, there's ways to get tickets. I went. I don't. I didn't pay for them because Dana gave you know me and Norton tickets for free. Oh, we awesome. actually sat in Dana's seats. I'm not bragging, <laughs> but yeah, I went to two events and it was definitely the fucking craziest. I, think I actually saw you. I was in. Yeah, you I actually me. saw you in a UFC. I'm like, fuck, that's where we're going. Yeah, you can see me in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting behind Mandy Moore. <laughs> I think I remember that. And that's next right. to the lead. Chiller, and who were you next to? Uh, the lead singer of the Chili Peppers. That's awesome. Yeah, me and Norton, just fucking two bald assholes, <laughs> just cheering. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was fucking one of the greatest things I've ever done. Oh wow! Like one of the greatest live events. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Oh, the music, the fucking way, and then Bruce Buffer, and we're live. Fucking oh, yeah, he's dude. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't show him introducing the guys. When he does it, he stares them down and points in their face. And he <laughs> oh, does that. You just hear the voice. Yeah, they hear the voice. But if you see him live doing it, he's like yelling at them. <laughs> like in this corner. You know, and he's just yelling at them. You know, 155 pounds. Blah, blah, and just screaming. Give it up. And he points in their face. It's crazy. He is fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must kill his brother. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because he was the shit back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unboxing, you know. Oh, you ready? To, who? When was the last time you heard that? Yeah, you're ready. Now it's fucking Buffer, man. He does the Buffer 360. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen oh, that. Oh, he does a fucking complete 360 in the air. You gotta Google if you haven't seen the Buffer 360. Oh, I gotta Google that. You gotta Google. He fucking spends hilarious. Rogan <laughs> got him to do it. It's fucking so funny. But um, yeah, all right, man. Well, fucking. I guess that's it, man. That's a, that's a fucking hour podcast. If you don't like that, then go fuck yourself. If you want to, uh, if you, I give you a little extra, the people listening. If you want to uh, check out Bill Dawes, you can go to, you're on Broadway. What's the name of the play again? The play is called Lombardi. Lombardi. Mm-hmm. You go to Ticketmaster.com. You can go down to the uh, theater box office. 
Uh, what, what theater is it at? It's at Circle and Square, right by Wicked, and I'm sure all your fans know where Wicked is. Dude, I've been to Wicked. Have I you really? I fucking love Wicked. Wow. Oh, Wicked's know. fucking great. Uh-huh. It's the, the opposite side, telling it from the Wicked Witch's uh, point of view, and she wasn't that bad. <laughs> she was just a fucking misunderstood green bitch. <laughs> they wanted her sister's shoes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was supposed to get them. Fucking, yeah. Wicked was a girl. Dude, a Lion King, I've been to it all. I'm, I'm Spider-Man? Not yet? No, nah, I'm not going to go see that. Fuck that. I'd go see it just to see somebody die. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But uh, And you can go to your website. What's your website again? Um, you, yeah, just, I guess, Bill Dawes. <laughs> BillDawes.net. Or you can go... Uh, What's your Twitter? My Twitter's at Bill Dawes. Cool, at yeah. Bill Dawes. So, uh, yeah, very talented motherfucker. Uh, go check him out. I need to go to your show. Yeah, you got to come. Um, and, uh, and, and go see his comedy, too. Uh, so that's about it for this fucking podcast uh i'll be back next week with some other fucking person <laughs> uh, this one was a good one though it wasn't just a stereotypical one uh you know where i just have joe DeRosa and me and him just fucking babbling about <laughs> shit that we hate uh so thanks for coming on dude i'll, nice, uh, man. I'll see you uh i'll see you next time all right cool